Hello again, now the flue jars, he's filling the shelves slowly, uh, but we're still awaiting the, uh, I think, the definitive patient group directive on this year's flu vaccination programme, thus allowing EG nursing staff to administer the stuff. Meantime, no concrete word on any COVID vaccinations for the extremely clinical vulnerable as yet, but any day, surely, any day. So much stuff in this week's medical journals, my head is leaking information. Despite the word on the street that COVID-19, for example, is not a problem for children and kids, a tiny snippet article in the British Medical Journal made me prick my ears up this week. A medical author, Professor of Child Health, no less, from Great Ormond Street, the famous London Children's Hospital, suggesting that up to one in seven children might have ongoing symptoms for up to 15 weeks post-COVID infection. Just great for all those school returners, but as ever, time and experience will tell the tale, no doubt. It's now clear, though, that we are entering an autumn and a winter with a degree of mm, trepidation about what is to come. Do we have the resources to cope? Resilience to survive? Not just survive, but can we offer the comprehensive care service the NHS is structured to provide? Hold on to our collective hats, as the path might be a bit bumpy along the way, I think. We're seeing lots of RSV virus-related illness still in the tiny ones and preschoolers. Respiratory syncytial virus. Runny noses, wheezing, crackling chests, repeatedly negative lateral flow and some negative PCR tests too. It's usually a mild illness, but mums and dads continue to have to cope with several sleepless nights, though, as Tom or Tilly cough themselves to sleep. Usually seen, though, a little bit later in the season. So good start to proceedings, I think not. Childhood wheezing, though, is such a common issue throughout the seasons, but this time of year we might see occasional wheezers morph into more regular chest infections in wheezers. In years gone by, the word asthma for some parents equated to a somewhat reduced, diminished child in many areas, enfeebled, not sporty, often off sick. No longer the case, as today's children's asthma management plans bristle with detail and lots of treatment options. It's not a one-way street either. It's just as important to step down therapy when appropriate, not to keep adding more medication instead of just stepping up. Hence, regular review of asthmatic children is really necessary. There are lots of treatment options nowadays in terms of what we saw called MDIs, metadose inhalers, for adults, but less so for children. Many adults with chest conditions, not completely on the side of, say, asthma or COPD, but often a bit of both, particularly in their smokers, the ideal inhaler being easily used, effective, quickly available, daily or maybe max twice daily, while stopping our wheeze, reducing the frequency of cough, improving our breathing status, whilst walking out and about as well. Quite an ask when you think about it. The key here, though, is clear diagnosis and meticulous adherence to the inhaler techniques. If, well, <laughs> if it's on offer, it's so easy to give yourself a few blasts of the reliever blue inhaler and simply forget all the other stuff. It's important then to learn, refine and get to an efficient inhaler technique that will serve you well in the longer term if that's the way it's going for you. Not forgetting spacey devices, they can reward 
all and sundry techniques with significant improvements in amounts of medication actually getting to the parts they need to get to. At this time of year, if appropriate, do please review your inhaler status, your usage, your technique, and if appropriate, why not get that spacer if you've got one. Get it out. Give it a wash. <laughs> Try it out. Let it dry in air to reduce the chance of static buildup in said gadget. Ideally, again, washing that spacer weekly, thus preventing the tiny particles building up on the sidewalls, which will reduce the efficiency of the inhaler. Remember, MDIs with a spacer attached are almost as useful in many cases as a dose of a nebulized driven medication. A typical nebulizer dose of 2.5 milligrams of salbutamol, the blue inhaler stuff, being equivalent to 25 times the dose of an inhaler. But via a standard sort of spacer, it's equivalent to about, well, 6 to 10 puffs maybe, which might be there on your child's asthma action plan. So do cry not the humble inhaler spacer. They are simple, but really effective. A bit like me. Simple, but hopefully sometimes effective. Hmm. Till next week. Cheerio.